0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G. and I recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's reading is in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are on Bill's story. It's Tuesday, May 24, 2022. We are on page five, fifth paragraph shortly afterward i came home drunk ending in nearing being just that unpacking the one paragraph only today's readers are and thank you to team tuesday craig f leah s colleen m terry j nancy r newcomer greeter lisa o host for the second unrecorded hour hoodie r the reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, May 23rd, 7 a.m., 18,984. That's 18,984. And for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 18,985. That's 18,985. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous we take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. And if you're new here, shout out to the the newcomer. Welcome, welcome to Overeaters Anonymous. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states,
1: Terry, press star one to unmute, please. I'm here.
2: This is Terry J. in Michigan. Good morning to everyone. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to the compulsive overeaters, I'm sorry, to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Carrie.
2: Okay, I will now ask for
0: Nancy R. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Nancy. Good morning. Nancy
3: R. from Illinois, recovered compulsive overeater. Our 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon our unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, television and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to play principles before personalities. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Nancy. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature Then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. Again, there is no absent requirement for sharing on topic. This this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in Bill's story on page five on the fifth paragraph. And I'm going to ask Craig F. to get us started. Go ahead, Craig.
4: All right. Good morning. Thank you. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shortly afterwards, I came home drunk. There had been no fight. Where Where had been my high resolve? I simply didn't know. I hadn't even—it uh, hadn't even come to mind. Someone had pushed a drink my way, and I had taken it. Was I crazy? I began to wonder. For such an appalling lack of perspective seemed near being just that. Okay. In the paragraphs just before this, to set the stage, um, Bill had been sober for a little while here, and he had. Uh, he had seen that he couldn't take the first drink, um, and he had uh, he had met business. His wife even saw that this time he met business, and and yet here he is, uh, drunk again. You know, he, he and the thing we have to remember is that he made that decision to to pick up that drink that somebody pushed across to him. That he was completely sober when he made that decision. That it wasn't done in a, in an alcoholic fog. It was done completely sober. And yet he picked up that first drink and he'd done that, you know, With he'd had just before that, his teeth clenched and his fists, uh, balled up and had, you know, had said, uh, uh, he metaphorically had done that and had, uh, had, had said that he, he was done that, uh, he knew he couldn't pick up the first drink and, and he was in the middle of something good he had a good business opportunity uh you know at the low point of the stock market crash in the long market in 1932 and here he had a good business opportunity so it wasn't in uh in financial despair that he had uh, made this decision and and so what was missing you know what 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 was gone and of course we know that uh, the book tells us elsewhere that lack of power is our dilemma that uh uh you know that we at certain points have a mental blank spot that we can't uh remember that resolve that uh, uh it it just uh, comes on us that we have a mental obsession that doesn't go away on our on its own we have a mental obsession that we can't fight on our own that uh, because lack of power is our dilemma. And so what's missing here, what was missing in his sobriety, his short sobriety before he picked up that drink, is is the his power. What was missing was uh, a power greater than himself to step in and, and help him at those times. And, uh, you know, how many times does this describe me? You know, it describes... Uh, diets that I went on, it described short periods of abstinence that when I wasn't working, you know, in a short period sometimes six months or a year when I but I wasn't working the steps and I wasn't working the program and and I wasn't uh, expanding my spiritual life uh, as it uh, tells us in more about alcoholism that, that you know, perhaps he, uh, he had failed to enlarge his spiritual life uh, and and yet, and so I would have those periods and, and totally absent and totally in my right, right mind and, and, and totally behind a great resolve and, uh, to, to be absent. Uh, I, I picked up. I made it. I made that decision because I didn't have that power, uh, greater than myself to, to help me. That's, you know, high resolve. High resolve did not ever do, do the trick for me. Uh, I needed something more than high resolve. Uh, And and was I crazy? Uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, but can God restore me to sanity? Uh, We're going to come to believe that uh, soon. Um, I I, I was, I am insane when it comes to food. I I don't make sane decisions. And uh, I need a power greater than myself. I need a I need that guide. I need that uh, that that help. Right. And so with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Craig, F., for getting us started. And before I take a name, just just a friendly reminder that if you share it on Monday or Friday, although we value your experience, strength and hope, we ask that you let others share their experience, strength and hope uh so that we can all have I'll have a turn. So who would like to share on what was read? Tina Rick
5: S, Rick J. Larry K. Larry
6: K.
0: Okay, uh, okay hold on. I, when there was a group of people that came in, and then I started hearing some others. I did get Tina S,
1: Rick J, Larry K, but could uh, some of those other folks that came in with Tina, can you please try again? Carmella G. Jen A. Loretta H. Jen A. Loretta H. Did I miss anyone else? Did you get Carmella, Amy. Lou B. I T- did. Thank you. Sure. Lou B. Okay, this is who I have, and if I miss the first group of people, uh, then speak up, please. Tina
0: S., Rick J., Larry K., Carmela G., Jen A., Loretta
1: H., Lou B. Is there anyone I uh, missed from the beginning there? S. Okay. Laya S. All right,
0: well, anyone else? Pick maybe one or two more for the first round.
7: Riska R. All then.
0: I'm I'm sorry, who was that?
7: Riska R. From Baltimore.
0: Riska R. All right. All right. We have a lineup here. Tina S., Rick J, Larry K., Carmela G., Jen A., Loretta H., Lou B., Leia S., Riska R. Okay. When you introduce yourself, please don't forget to give us your city and state. That would be great. Tina S., you're up. Bada, bada, bada.
8: Thanks so much, Amy. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic, and Sanford, Florida. Grateful to be on the line today. And Wow, what a great lead. Uh, Just said, you know, I was like shaking my head. Yep, yep, yep. Ditto, ditto, ditto. You know, and one of the things that, you know, I was told when I first came in was that the same person will drink again. The same person will eat again. You know, I can be free of my alcoholic foods, but, you know, it tells us in the book that, you know, my disease centers in my mind and I love that it was shared. Lack of power is my dilemma. That's on page 45. That's like one of my favorite paragraphs, you know, and, and then it tells me and it goes on to say, how do I find this power? And, you know, and I know that, you know, in step two, you know, it just came to believe. It doesn't say I have to believe anything. You know, I could start right where I was. I could act as if. I could do all those things. But, you know, I had I needed to be empowered because if I was on my own will, which I was for a very, very long time, I was just in step one. I was totally powerless. My life was totally unmanageable, you know, around food, around booze, around sex, around drugs, about life, you know, and um, – you know and i had all those high resolves too you know starting that diet on monday you know and this was going to be the, this is going to be the week this was going to be the diet you know and um by wednesday i was really wanting to indulge but you know usually i waited till the weekend you know <laughs> same as my alcoholism same same pattern food or booze whatever the the um fix was for me you know i could i could manage through the week but somehow on the weekend it was like let's you know all hell broke loose you know, because I did not have that power. You know, because you know the same person will drink again. So the only way I'm a different person is if I have a psychic change. That's it, bottom line, for me. You know, so I have to work the steps. You know, keeping the the alcoholic foods out of my body certainly takes care of that allergy. But what takes care of the obsession of the mind, and that's the 12 steps. You know, I wanted it to be somehow different someplace different but it wasn't you know and i'm so grateful today that i know that i'm right where i need to be and doing what i need to be doing so that i'm free so that i'm free today and have a power greater than myself that that helps me live my life one day at a time and to be of maximum service and that'll pass great stuff
6: looking forward to more shows thanks
0: thank you tina up on Sanford, Florida. I know that helps with the contact list. I'm going to try to remember to say that. So,
1: anyways, next up is Rick J. Rick, go ahead.
9: Good morning, everybody. Uh, Rick J here. I am a compulsive overeater from Cary, uh, North Carolina, recovered but not cured, which, you know, it's, uh, it's been a long time for me to actually understand what that really means, you know. Um, and one story in my own past comes out really to illustrate this paragraph perfectly for me is um you know i've been going to oa for you know over 20 years and i'm in another program and um i uh, er, you know i go to, to the outer banks every year with uh, a group of friends and you know and they're they're all in aa and they're not compulsive overeaters and um and I was going to be going to this, this week at the beach, just knowing that I was kind of vulnerable. And, uh, so I, I made this plan with my OA sponsor who also was, you know, in, uh, AA, which worked out great. But, uh, anyway, I invited him to come to the beach with me. And, um, so I, I thought in my mind that, okay, I'm doing everything I can do. I'm, I'm going to be there. My, my sponsor is going to be there. And so, uh, he was coming in on, um, you know, like the day after I got there when everybody else came in and I walked in and there was a big, uh, like a anniversary party on one of the guys, you know, was celebrating an anniversary, you know, on, you know, like right after I got there and, um, you know, and I walked in the kitchen and I was saying hello to everybody and, you know, giving a hug to the guy whose anniversary it was. And, you know, and, and uh, there was somebody over there just cutting up pieces of cake, handing them out to everybody. And he uh, he shoved a piece of cake my way. I said, thanks and ate it. And afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, I just ate this piece of cake. And my, my OA sponsor is coming. What, what in the hell am I doing? You know, I mean, really all the things that were where there was no fight, where'd been my high resolve, all my little plans and designs. I mean, it's just it really didn't come to mind. None of that did. There was a piece of cake in front of me and I ate it. (laughs) And, um, you know, I I love it that it's been pointed out, of course, that it's, um, you know, I do have an an obsession of the mind and a physical allergy that works uh, with each other. They tag team each other and you know, that obsession of the mind will tell me, you know, uh that this this cake here is fine, it's no problem. You don't have to think about it, you just eat it. Um, you know, that's part of my uh disease and um and even having connection with the higher power and going through a spiritual awakening, none of that helped either, by the way. Um I wasn't connected to power continuously and that's what i'm doing differently now is i'm literally living in these Time. steps constantly that i pass
0: thanks so much Rick jay from terry north carolina okay larry k you're up followed by carmella g go ahead larry
5: Hey, Amy, good morning, Larry K. Uh, Recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. You know, when I was a little boy, one of the one of the books that got a workout was a, a book called The Little Engine That Could. <laughs> Amy, you're you're too young, Amy. You probably don't remember that book. Yeah. But but um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You
0: just made but my
5: was, day. You're right. It was it was a, there was a long train that had to be pulled over a high mountain, and it breaks down and you know, larger locomotives are asked to pull the train, but for various reasons they, they refuse. So that the request is sent out to a, a little train, little engine. Oh, I love that book. And, uh, and so the little train, he repeats the motto, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Well, burn that book <laughs> if you're one of us. The most powerful mind, the keenest intellect, doesn't matter. It's no match for this disease because we have a spiritual malady. And as long as that spiritual malady reigns supreme, this obsession is gonna be my master, it's gonna own me. And as long as the obsession controls me, I've got zero shot at staying stopped. The obsession of the mind, it's gonna obliterate any desire you have to control your eating, if you're one of us. And one of the things that I didn't get for a very long time was that trying to strengthen my resolve? I think I can. I think I can. Right? It's never gonna work. Never ever gonna work. And I was thinking this morning that my mind is like the one airline with no security whatsoever. It it gets hijacked on a regular basis, and the hijackers know there's no defense. It's, there's a huge neon sign at the you know at the boarding gate, which says "Hijackers welcome, no security over here." And our text couldn't be more clear. There had been no fight. Where had been my high resolve? Where was the ter- determination not to eat? Forget it. And when you look at human beings, our memory, the, the encoding and the storage systems, the retrieval systems of our memory, it's, it's miraculous. And given all that, why does this phenomenon of obsession hijack our memory capabilities? Well, that's the great riddle. I don't know why. I don't need to know why. The bottom line for me is... It's not, it's not going to work here. The good news is once I have a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps, God's grace and mercy comes into the picture. It's a big rescue operation. You get to initiate it. No one can prevent you from putting the food down. No one can prevent you from working the steps. Then the power source comes available to us, and uh, then we get a, a, a mental defense. Now our airline has a metal detector so forth. The fence stays in place one day at a time. With that, I pass. Thanks, Amy.
0: Thank you so much, Larry, from Chicago. All right, Carmela G., followed by Jen A. Go ahead, Carmela. Thank you so much, Amy, and thank you, everyone, for being on the line.
10: My name is Carmela G., and I'm a grateful, compulsive overeater recovered for today through the grace of my higher power I call God. Um, Where are you from, Carmela? New York, excuse me. Uh, Sorry, I forgot that one, Amy. Um, Don't worry. It hadn't even come to mind. I've been in this program for over eight years, and through the grace of my higher power, I have, once I became neutral with food, I never had the desire to pick it up. But the worst was my obsessive mind. The hardest thing for me to do was take step one. I couldn't possibly be powerless. And to this day, unless I pause and reflect, my old behaviors come back. And it's usually related to my defects of character and my self-will and my desire to do whatever Carmela chooses. And I have learned lessons most recently, um, when things come out of my mouth and I say them, and then regret and make an amends, because I didn't mean to take credit for that. I had nothing to do with outcomes. God is the one who works through me. And that is how I accepted powerlessness. I realized that on my own, I am totally powerless. But I have a source, and that source is my higher power. And if I, every morning, plug into that power, and when I'm in social events, pause, breathe, and bring that power with me, I can remain safe and protected. And that is what I need to redo every single day and every moment sometimes throughout the day. I must pause and reflect and know where I am getting the power from and ask for the guidance for what comes out of my mouth, as well as what goes into my mouth. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much, Carmela G from New York. Okay, Jen A, you're up, followed by Loretta H. Go ahead, Jen. Step
11: up hey, Amy, the good
12: morning, thanks so much. This is Jen A, I'm recovered here in Littleton, Colorado, and um, thanks for kicking us off this morning, Craig, and uh, wow. So my high resolve, my strong determination not to do it again, not to eat, not to binge, not to purge, not to overexercise, not to pop more pills or drink more potions or to keep sticking myself over and over with needles and restricting calories and doing all that, you know, Um, I would declare to myself all the time and to my family and to my friends around me, oh, it's a diet. It's my New Year's resolution. Oh, the doctor said I'm, you know, almost going to be pre-diabetic. Or even my family's cries saying, Jenny, you would be such a pretty girl if you were just thinner. Um, I couldn't make any of those decisions up in my mind to stop. Um, And I even know that because when I came to Overeaters Anonymous over six years ago, you know, I sat in the rooms and I chanted the chants with you guys and I kept coming back and I kept listening to what you had to say. And I I listen to me, I tried my hardest. I can do it. You know, yes, you can, Jen, just go for it. And I couldn't even do it with the help of the group or the fellowship or going to meetings in Overeaters Anonymous. But what I was taught in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and through the 12 Steps of Recovery is that it's the problem centers in my mind. If I'm not eating those alcoholic food and food ingredients and engaging in those behaviors, you know what I've done? I've put out the fire it is now smoldering and it is not gonna start up unless I add something back in there that's gonna light that baby up. So what's gonna get me next, my mind? 11 months and two weeks into this program of Overeaters Anonymous, I was doing high resolve. I just kept coming back. I kept doing what I thought was best. And you know what? I don't even remember what happened that day, but I know there was, quote, unquote, the buildup of human emotions that happened weeks prior to that, and guess what happened? My next best idea or thought, and I don't even remember having it, was to hit that first 7-Eleven store. And I hit that first 7-Eleven store and the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. And finally, by the sixth store, I was in the back alleyway, bawling my brains out and crying to to a God who I thought existed, who hadn't saved me from this terrible disease that I had. And I said, help me, God. And you know what, that high resolve didn't work anymore, but you know what, I picked up the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and I picked up the best defense system I've ever had. You know, you go to a football game and they're chanting, defense, boom, boom, defense, boom, boom. My defense is God and these 12 steps. And you know what, I can't live without God and I can't live without the 12 steps. Because pages 23 to 43 says, my mind is a dangerous place to be. And more about alcoholism tells me, if you think you can eat or drink or exercise like that again, Jennifer Marie, you go right ahead, try it, walk through that bar, you know, go into that grocery store, and that thought is going to cross your mind, and you're going to pick it up, and guess what, you're going to be right back to where you were. I'm so thankful for that my time is up my ringer is dinging and I'm so glad that I'm powerless every single day and that I have a defense system got in these 12 steps and with that I'll pass
0: great Jen thank you so much Jen a from Colorado okay Loretta H please go ahead followed by
13: Lou B good morning Amy i love your cheery voice in the morning Loretta H I live in Raleigh North Carolina, and I want to thank you and everybody on the line along with my precious God who saves my life every single day this paragraph oh my God it's so relative to me today and has been throughout my whole disease um, the uh, uh word resolve is figure out I just looked it up. Um, uh, to a resolution. And we've talked about the resolution and never making willpower thrash out. And that's what I did in my disease. I did that for uh, 54 years. I, my disease started at four because my father was an alcoholic and I can use it to prevent my parents from fighting uh, the not eating. And I used it throughout and it worked for many years and then it just stopped working and at the end I was like Bill I wanted to pull that mattress down from my apartment in New York City in fact one fellow made me count how many eyes are and me myself are in this chapter 340 Mm. and so Mm. as a result of that I know left to my own devices I am totally insane totally insane I never thought I was crazy as bill am i crazy but I know today I'm crazy and I just went recently as I've shared went through an experience and um, I had to, I couldn't eat and now I'm healthy and well and everything god God gave me that I know he did but do you know I got on the scale yesterday and I have put back all the weight that I lost during this time and I haven't been binging or I'm just eating what I'm supposed to eat. It triggered my mind to think, oh, my God, now I'm going to be, you know, in the disease again. And, um, you know, it was just funny. I wanted to restrict yesterday. I did not. You know, I still uh, share my food and send it out every morning. But. Through that, I have decided that what I'm going to do instead is I used to do it at night where I just had a plan at night so that I would know what I needed to prepare in the day. And it was just another way of, because for me, it's all about behaviors. I love to think about starving to this day, to this day in spite of whatever I go through, the first thought when I'm in trouble is I am going to solve this by not eating and I know it'll blow me up because not only physically but it I will never die of anorexia I will die of compulsive eating so this program works but I need to do the steps I did a fear inventory on that last night and a resentment in 10 steps and that's how it works because then I can get thank you God's power and not mine and with that I pass. Thank you so much Loretta H from Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay Lou B you're up
0: followed by Leah F. Go ahead Lou. Good
14: morning this is Lou B from Texas. I'm so glad to be here with everyone and thank you for your service Amy. So um, I I love the opening share. Thank you for that. I've loved all the shares that I've heard. Um oh, I forgot to set my timer I forgot to set my timer. I got Could you it find me, Amy, thank you, thank you <laughs> so um some words that i uh wrote down thoughts that came to me when I was listening to this paragraph initially were um bewildered, you know, he just sounds so bewildered, and I have been so bewildered in my disease um and then also a roller coaster, you know it's just like this page just on this page, it's like we're up, we're down, we're up, we're down. You know, and uh, and then how deep, how deep the depths get. You know, Bill, they got deep for debt, deep for Bill. Oh, and they've been so deep for me, you know. And then finally, just the word despair, just despair. And oh, those are all words that I identify with. So just at the core of my being, you know. But the good news is that, you know, even, even with this disease that brings all of these Less than wonderful words into my mind. Um, my life is—I I really do live in a fourth dimension today, and and I live a life that is just the polar opposite of these words. You know, I, I m- most days I'm pretty peaceful and I'm pretty even, and I'm and I'm incredibly grateful uh, for my life. And and most days I I don't live on a roller coaster. You know, I live a pretty simple life, right in the middle and it's kind of boring here sometimes but but for most most of the time it's not and and personally I'll take boring over the roller coaster any day um
15: mm-hmm.
14: just to be just to live you know humbly with my god um and then I don't know what the opposite of despair is maybe hope <laughs> hope and joy and and those those types of words um i i want to say one other thing about about My disease, you know, in the beginning when I got here, it was about chemicals and it still is about chemicals. But but what I want to say today is that, you know, there was a time in my life when I walked in the doors that that I thought I will never, ever be able to not go get an ingredient when it comes into my mind. I mean, because for 20 years before I got here. If a food thought came into my mind, there was no not going to get it. You know, I may be able to postpone it. I may be able to, uh, you know, substitute something for it. But eventually I was going to get that, get that food. And and I was mentally and physically driven and there was nothing I could do about it. Absolutely nothing. And so, you know, today I have neutrality with those chemicals. and, And I thought there was never, that was never going to happen. And so today when I experience things in my life and I think this is never going to change. I'm never going to be different. Those early days give me hope that, yeah, my life can change today. Thank you. Um, And I'll pass with that. Thanks for for hearing me this morning, and y'all have a great day.
0: Thank you, B from Texas. Okay, Leah S., followed by Riska R., and then we're going to take a few names. Just a friendly reminder, we are on page five in Bill's story, fifth
6: paragraph.
15: Okie doke. Leah S., your turn. Please go ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Amy, and everyone else before me. My name is Leah S. from Brooklyn, New York, and I'm very gratefully recovered. Okay, I'm also going to hit the line that uh, particular sentence. It hadn't even come to mind. You know, in the doctor's opinion on page uh, 31, ruminal Uh, A Roman numeral 31. On the last paragraph it says, his alcoholic problem was so complex and his depression so great that we felt his only hope would be through uh, what we called a moral psychology. The moral psychology I believe is something that is higher, uh, a power that is really, really uh, incapable of, of of being human, it just is incapable, but it has a, a, a tremendous power that no one can really imagine and I don't even have to imagine, but that it is greater than human because humanly possible I wanted to try and try so many times Um so many times I, I i don't want to go into it, but we all have our drama and our sagas you know on page twenty five it completely talks about the solution and it's spiritual and that 's what i 'm saying on page five sixty seven it talks about the spiritual um experience, and you know what if you if i don't try it because I was so such a grandiose person. I know everything. I know. I tried everything. I did everything. Anyway, um, the thing is I had to really come to step one and that means surrender. I needed to surrender all my knowledge, all my knowing goal, all my experiences, all my dramas, everything and just start anew and take it step by step and that's what i did and it, you you don't you know you don't cl- uh, rome wasn't built in one day and you don't climb these mountains right away but just take it step by step there is hope we can do it and we can get there but just take it little by little and allow that for yourself you deserve it every human being deserves it and i pass Thank you so much, Leah
0: S. from Brooklyn, New York. Okay, Riska R., it's your turn. Please go
7: ahead. Hi, it's Riska R from um, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Baltimore. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being there and for all your shares. Um, where was my high resolve? Was I crazy? So I never doubted my sanity when I was in the food because I was completely oblivious. Um, So it seemed perfectly sane to me to have goodbye parties to all the food that I would never eat again. Like I would go out and I would buy like all the chocolate I would ever want to eat and and I would just um, think, okay, I'm going to just eat it without any guilt and then I'm going to never eat it again again. Because it makes me sick and fat. And I was sane enough to know that I I didn't want to be sick and fat, but my solution was to go and buy all this stuff and eat it one last time and never have it again. (laughs) And that seemed sane to me at the moment. And that high resolve would last until the next day when I would have to go and do it again. And I couldn't see the insanity and my husband once told me he said if you eat sugar again i'm going to take up skydiving like if you can endanger your life i'm going to endanger mine Uh, that didn't stop me nothing stopped me i knew i wasn't normal i knew i knew i was crazy like with my obsession with food and but i didn't get really get what that meant that it meant a total disconnection from myself from my purpose in life from life from my higher power, and I, I looked up the word "crazy," um, and it said "broken in mind, devoid of common sense, distracted with desire or excitement, passionately preoccupied, obsessed, wildly and intensely eager." I mean, that was all me around food. So today, I just I am so intensely grateful that through the steps. God has restored me to sanity, removed the obsession. I don't have to live in that devastation of that insanity anymore. And thank you all for being there my path.
0: Thank you so much, Riska, from Baltimore, Maryland. Fellow Marylander. All right. So, again, we are on page five, the fifth paragraph in Bill's story. And I am ready to take a few more names of people who would like to share on what was read. Please go ahead, I've got about four Nadia people. B. Darian Nadia. K. Nadia b
1: Darian k got a few more mm-hmm. captain a mm-hmm. I'm sorry, there were two people that came in at once. David right, we got again M.
0: Susan a. Okay, so David A. Susan A. and David M. All right, let's hold there. See if we've got um room for more after that. okie doke. All right, here's the lineup: Nadia B., Darian K., Susan
1: A., David M. All right, Nadia, please go ahead. It's your turn. Thank you so much,
16: Amy. Good morning, everyone. Nadia B. gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater in Connecticut. And what a word crazy today. And, you know, it used to really bother me, and I wouldn't want to call myself um, crazy, right, even though I have called a psychiatrist, and, you know, uh, I have spoken to a receptionist, and when she asked me, you know, what was the reason I, I, um, you know, I wanted to make an appointment, I said, I can't stop eating. And I was crying <laughs> because I couldn't stop binging. And, uh, you know, she said that she could give me an appointment in uh, four weeks. <clears throat> and I cursed her out, uh, you know, and she said, well, I used to suicidal. And, and, you know, I just hung up the phone. Uh, so, you know, for me, crazy is not such word that, uh, you know, today um, I, I can – you know, I am really grateful to call myself a compulsive overeater today, because this progression of the illness is so obvious to everybody else but me, you know, at the the beginning of the disease, Um, you know, and I love that, Bill, and, you know, I, I think that Oh, this book is so divinely um, <laughs> written for me, you know, the way that it's structured um, and how important it is for me to relate, you know, and relate it to everyone that shared today. Thank God, <laughs> um, you know, because I am one of you. I am a compulsive overeater, and I've tried to prove otherwise for a long time because the rest of the world can have a high result. You know, they can start exercising. They can start eating differently. They can hang a size six dress and lose whatever the weight that they want to lose for the wedding or everything else. But my high results stopped working way before, um, you know, before uh, my disease um, really started progressing rapidly. And, you know, Bill is experiencing a progression of alcoholism here and I have too. it's a very painful process you know very necessary process but it's very painful and my heart go goes out to those today who have been experiencing this process and I'm so grateful you know that that today my process my my craziness my insanity um, is arrested by actions not by hanging, you know, a size six dress, in, you know, on top of my bed or starting these crazy exercises that I used to do, um, but by this spiritual program of action, by, you know, using the 12 steps to arrest my alcoholism because I am not um. cured. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy.
1: Thank
0: you, Nadia. I didn't get your state or city. Could you tell me that, please?
1: I missed it. Oh, well, no biggie. All right, Darian Kay followed by Susan A.
0: Please go
11: ahead, Darian. Hi there, it's Darian Kay from the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Um, grateful to be with you. That's in Western Mass. Um, yeah, so, so grateful to be with all of you this morning. Um, and I can still relate to everything that everyone has said. And, um, you know, I think it's funny, I just, I just chuckle at the words that um, Bill chooses. And he didn't say that someone just gently handed him a drink or served him a drink. It's pushed a drink his way, you know. And, you know, I can play the blame game and say that it's everyone else's fault. Well, you know, they pushed me to eat that or, you know, I had to because I'd make them feel bad or, you know, it was always someone else's fault. But truly, I had the control of where my hand went right to my mouth. Um, but I didn't want to look at that ever before program. Um, I wanted to blame everybody and everything um, for my lack of control and um, and high resolve. You know, my high resolve wasn't so high because um, dieting is a work, and work is a four-letter word in my opinion. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to feel uncomfortable and deprived and um, you know without you know just empty. You know, oh my God, I might get hungry and. Um I feel like I'm starving. oh, just it was awful feeling, so boy, I need to eat to make me feel better. Oops, I ate, I feel worse um but it, it just it just didn't register it didn't register that um that I did not have uh willpower, that I had um no power, no power at all, and uh that is what I came to believe um uh, from this beautiful program thirty you know, six years ago, and today I believe it more than I ever did even on day one. Uh, Lack of power is my dilemma, and my higher power is everything for everything in my life. Um, Going through anything, I mean, if you live your life in this program one day at a time, you're going to go through a lot of different things. (laughs) And um, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I have all of you, and I have my higher power to walk me through. Um, The fear and the joy, whatever it is, I ate over all of it, didn't matter. Um, But for today, I just know, I know where I need to to go for that power and that pause. And um, the warnings that people have, you know, uh, freely, courageously shared on this meeting as well, you know, um, give me strength for today to keep doing what I'm doing. So thank you all for being there, and I pass
0: Thank you, Darren Kay from Massachusetts. All right, Susan A, you are up. Please go ahead.
6: Hi, my name is Susan, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania. And Amy, thank you for your service. Um, I really liked this paragraph because I related strongly to it, as I'm sure probably everybody on this line is doing right now. Um, and what jumps out at me is no matter how determined or resolute I am about not eating my binge foods and my compulsive overeating if I'm not growing in my spiritual condition I am very vulnerable to the mental twist and the mental blank spot and my high resolve does not transfer as somebody shares in these rooms um, my credits don't transfer. And an example of this was uh, around Christmas of last year. Um, I was having a party with my adult children and their kids, <clears throat> and everything was looking beautiful, not knowing I had been letting up on my spiritual practice, and not, not, that was not a conscious thought for me, which is part of the disease. So I was feeling stressed coming into the party for various reasons, and it, I was tired, and there was this little beautiful crystal uh, saucer of nuts, and <clears throat> I did forgot to turn on my timer. Anyway. Um, I got you. So I, all of a sudden, I swept my, my hands over the nuts, consumed them, and prior to that, I had had some cheese. The trifecta was a beautiful, again, crystal, little, little, small tray or saucer of bakery-style big chocolate chip cookies. There were only two on the plate, and I thought, well, there are only two, you know, and I've got to clean up anyway. So I, I consumed those. Immediately in my mind was the thought, wait, there are more. There's a half a box more in the refrigerator. So I stealthily went over and nobody watches me like I watch the food and uh, consumed those. And then the thought was, I just gave up 20 years of abstinence from sugar. So, you know, this mental blank spot is what was, you know, an example of that. I was able to, it was a perfect storm that day Um, but I was able to get honest with my sponsor the next day and get right back on, which is my pattern. And without this program, I would just have binged into oblivion, and um, I'm very, very grateful for everybody on the line and for my sponsor and for these steps. And with that, I will pass.
0: Thank you, Susan A. from Pennsylvania. David, we got about
1: a minute, 20 seconds. You want to chime in? David, press
17: star one to Hi. unmute. Hi, can you hear me? There you are. Yep. Hi. Uh, thank you for your service, uh, David, compulsive eater. Um, yeah, before the before uh, this program and before the big book and the steps to sponsor I, I thought I could control myself. I really did. Um, and uh, it took a long time to realize I, I just I really couldn't. And uh, I would make, you know, every day I would make resolves and like I can do it, I can do it. But um, you know, going through the program and listening to, um, you know, the special editions and and the big book and it's just like, oh, it's like uh, great. It's, it's you know, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and uh, you know, just you know, it's, it's it's yesterday. It's like it really. You know, uh, put in perspective, like or like really, you know uh, that what but, but it's like the, the, the twisted of the uh, like the twisting of the mind. Like they, they had uh, at my work, they had like pizza in the break room. they were giving out uh, a pizza to everybody, and I was like, yeah, hey, you know, remind me because you know the drink that they, they often make pizza. I was like, no, it's okay, thank you. And then I remember like. Just, like, just thinking about it started making me want it more. That that's re- reminding me of the the, the, uh, the obsession of the mind, where the more you think about it, the more you think about, it, okay, I'll sit here I'll start eating or whatever, or, like, watching my favorite show and, like, eating. The more you start... David, start I'm sorry,
0: thinking, but I need you to wrap up.
17: And then you... All right, thanks. That's all I got to say.
0: Okay, great. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we got to rock and roll here and wrap things up so we can get on to the second hour. So, appreciate your share. Um, okay, so thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share, the share ID for today, Tuesday, May twenty fourth, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is eighteen thousand nine hundred and eighty seven. That's one eight nine eight seven. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page one hundred sixty four, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Colleen M, could you please take us out? Hi, this is Colleen M from Maryland. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.